0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, part of the elders' job in the church is to orchestrate. That's uh, comes under the name of a pastor to orchestrate. You want all the instruments playing the right notes at the right time to make a beautiful sound. And so when we gather all the parts of this orchestra are supposed to come together to make a beautiful sound unto the Lord. And that includes your participation. Uh, just so that you're aware, some things are changing here. You can, you can sense it. I, if I use the word feel it, you can feel it. During one of the second song, Hallelujah, I got people, this didn't happen four months ago. You could hear people not only singing the song, but yelling out hallelujah. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And the more you're aware of that freedom to participate and bring your heart, because it says you come with a song, a hymn, a word. You don't come into church to be entertained. You come to participate in a living organism. And it's vital. And so there's some things changing. You can tell in uh, in the singers, the instruments that Each instrument begins to talk a little louder not because they're trying to, but because God's presence or his super is coming upon that instrument and the singer. You you can see it. Mark McGovern three or four weeks ago was beside himself. Leah two weeks ago. I mean, you you can see it beginning to happen. Now on Wednesday night we're seeing people get healed. People are talking in tongues for the first time in their life. Uh, It's last Sunday was a beautiful demonstration on Mother's Day. We prayed for all the ladies. Okay? We saw some, most were crying, just pouring out of them because the word of the Lord that we gave them was vital to their heart. It's called a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, even the discerning of spirits, what's really going on. But also you saw people, uh, I have, haven't had a person fall on me in a long time, but I had one. It's a little strange picture to see someone fall forward rather, okay, I guess they didn't know if you're trained to do that, you're supposed to fall backwards. <laughs> not trained, it's just the presence of God, boom, touching you. Well, the interesting thing for Deborah and I is we were praying for every person. We had not talked beforehand, but we, for the vast majority, said the same thing to the person. And that, that's the Holy Ghost. So we're, we're getting tongues and Okay? We're going for uh, praise and worship, uh, participation. What's happening is he's touching the people of this church in your daily life. So when we come together as a whole, everyone is benefited. Everyone is blessed. And uh, I'm just so thankful for that. A member of this church has her birthday today. That is Marge Shab. She is one of the nicest and most faithful friends you could ever ask for. This is a quality woman. And uh, it says that her husband will praise her, and people praise her in the gates. Yep, we would do. We appreciate her very much. Okay? Uh, Now, can I give you a pastoral connection thing uh, that I think is important to remember, you know, where you started at one time, and all of a sudden where you're at now, because God is a restoring God. Fair enough? Many might not, most probably do know, that we have four children here on the earth. And we have the three boys, Curly, Moe, and Larry, the sweat hogs, I call them, you know, Mike and James and Mark, the the, the three guys. And then we got the princess. Before the princess, this is important, please give me a little leeway. Before the princess, Deborah was pregnant, and six days before her due date baby tied a knot in the cord and died in the womb and she had, was still Her name is Melissa. Today is her birthday. Today is Melissa's birthday. And uh, we are broken hearted. I, you've all gone through stuff in your life. You, know, you understand broken hearted. It hurts. And how do you get away from it? And the Holy Spirit was our comforter. He alleviated our grief. And over us period of time, we were back in the saddle ready to go. And that was fine, but we were scared, or at least I was, to get pregnant again. I mean, that, that was I caught the baby, the doctor wasn't there, the nurse, and I caught the baby. That's how involved that was. And so I uh, we're, we were deciding whether we were going to try one more time. And uh, a man named Rick Godwin, friend of this ministry out of San Antonio, Texas, prayed over us because we were struggling to get pregnant, and we got pregnant. And on July 25th, Christmas in July, was born Mercedes McGaffin. Mercedes is not a car. The name Mercedes means a gift from God. We got up in faith and tried one more time, and we got Mercedes. And she's been all that from the minute she, she took her first breath outside the womb. She has been nothing but a blessing to us. And uh, watch her grow up. Watch the favor of God on her. And the mentors that have latched on to her, Jeannie Mayo, others just, I mean, she's just had the kiss of heaven on her since, since forever. But also she's had some physical challenges. In those physical challenges every doctor and every fertility specialist after she got uh, married said you will never get pregnant. If for some chance you could get pregnant, you won't carry the baby. So I find it, when you come in here with Thanksgiving and praise, and I got to raise a hallelujah. Today's the 15th. I know what day that is. But last Monday night, she gave birth Against every physical, medical, anything. A miracle baby was born. And mom and baby and dad are home today. So I'm talking about remember some of the things you went through and watch God restore it. Okay? Just don't give up. Just don't let go of your faith. And hope, grandma hope is... The squeal of laughter and joy on her face in the hospital when she got to see the baby the first time. I've known Hope for, whoa, 27, 30 years. Somewhere in there. That was just absolutely priceless. Priceless. And so, uh, baby and mama home, and they are getting stronger and bigger. His name, which they wouldn't tell to the baby was born. Uh, his name is Merritt Valentino, Josephiac. Valentino, Mercedes, loves Italy. And uh, Valentino means courage, strength. And that's what that little guy is going to have. His first name is Merit. Because a man in this church, now this talks about community and it talks about we are all fathering and mothering, we're causing people to grow. And we love them like family. A man in this church Single mom in the church. He took a special liking to Colin and has played an integral part in Colin's life. And out of honor, he named his son after Merritt Weiss. So I will sit here and preach to you and talk to you about it's never a bad time to honor it just isn't. But on top of that, your impact to somebody else makes a difference. It does. And you might not see it here. I don't think when Merrick got involved with him, he saw this coming. But it came because of everything along the line. What about you? What about I'm a clown, all the people she touches? What about growing in the Holy Spirit, that people know that you can come to this church and you'll get healed. You'll have breakthroughs. You'll have restorations. That's what we're about. And so I just encourage you, the anointing of God is not necessarily up on stage for everybody to go, ta-da. The anointing of God is for the edification, the building up of the church. And it's done not only gift-wise publicly, it's also done connected each joint, supplying to each joint. And that I realized when I was gone for a long time and then they took part of my leg off that I don't have something connecting anymore. And it hurts. And it reminds me of people that don't stay connected to the body of Christ. COVID didn't help the church. It caused people to stay home. I'll just watch TV. And if that's what you need to do, I'm all for it. We're glad to have you. But there's others that just didn't come back because they got busy doing other stuff it doesn't fit the schedule and you know what the gifts in you we need but you know what you need us too and so I encourage you I encourage you look at the culture of faith in this body and the miracles that are beginning to happen and show and be part of it be part of it so Thanksgiving goes a long way a long way I did something for the first time in ministry Wednesday night. you going to believe this? I left my notes home. They're on the kitchen table right there. And But I've been studying about the life and the Spirit so much, I went the hour because I've memorized I'm living them; they're coming alive to me. And that's the desire when you preach the word. You don't receive it just the word of men, but that is the word of God that changes your heart, changes your life, can change a direction and a decision that we make. Are we good? Okay, last week I called on four people to stand up and praise God for something. I'm going to do it again today. Don't necessarily have everybody picked out. Haven't talked to anybody, warned anybody, but you could be the fortunate, blessed one that I call on. And the difference is, what do you in the last two to three months answered prayer, miracle, breakthrough? What could you stand up and say, "Thank you, Jesus," for? Because the church has forgot to participate in large, and I've been around for a while to be able to be thankful, to express your love and appreciation. We just come and we get sung to, and we can participate if we want. And then we get preached at and say, hi, Shandai, hallelujah, how are y'all? And we're gone. And that's not the body of Christ. They held things in common in the book of Acts. They met daily and broke bread together. Why, they needed each other. And I just encourage you with all my heart, hear the message today, participate. If I call on you, have something. You're already thinking about what would I say, what would I do, Okay. Not a problem. What can you say thank you Lord for? I'm saying thank you today on Melissa's birthday that I got another grandchild that I get to hold. All my other grandchildren are out of town. This one's in town. Oh, am I going to spoil him? <laughs> goes without saying. But every time I hold him, I think of covenant. I think of relationship. I think of faithfulness and restoration we just had mother's day some wonderful moments for moms some hurtful to remember but still some wonderful moments of grandma and mom and you and your kids people you get a chance to touch a lot to be thankful for okay are you ready psalms 104 Psalms 100. Okay, here we go. Verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now, We've been to Israel, and we can see from our memory what it looks like. That you go up the steps, they have an elder on every step. The step is not convenient. You have to take a step and stand and take another step. They made it big enough that you just can't walk up fast. And they put an elder on every step. And that elder will tell you of a miracle that God did for the nation of Israel. Before you ever get up to the gate, and the gate is fashioned as the sun's going down, which would be on Sabbath, they had originally a gold, solid gold door, nearly 20 feet tall, 8 feet wide, two of them as they open them up. When the sun hits that, it's like the glory in heaven where you just can't see. It's just incredible. And as you go through the doors, the gates, you're supposed to go through after hearing all the miracles and the faithfulness of God, you're supposed to come through with thanksgiving in your heart. I don't serve God because I have to because it's religion. I've got thanksgiving for what he's been and done in my life. Amen? So then you go a little further and there's a courtyard before you go into the inner area. And in that court, you're supposed to have praise. So you go from thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, to hallelujah, glory. Part of the word praise is to applaud. We're not applauding a singer because they're a professional singer. No, we're we're applauding for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. And we're to praise him. Now, praise belongs to what he's done in your life. Now, I thank him for today. But I can go through a long list of things I praise him for. When he made a way when there was no way, when he protected my life and my family's life. When doors were open that nobody could open but he opened, and you hear people say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just gonna do it. Thank you, Lord. I can go in that courtyard and I can praise Him. One of the key things that I taught on in this crazy faith series in the first the year is His name. The name of Jesus. He's not a tag at the end of your prayer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, as if that's what closes it. In Jesus' name, I mean, it's the name above all names. At the sound of that name, every knee bows, every tongue confesses. That's the name of Jesus. I serve him. So I can come in and say thank you Lord for today. And I can praise him for everything. And it all belongs to his name because it's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And then I'm ready to worship. You get to go into the area where there's worship. So. uh, Second Thessalonians. Verse one, or Chapter 1, verse 3, says this. How many want their faith to grow or are you just happy where you're at? We're watching little Merritt gain three ounces of weight. We don't want him to stay at the weight where he was born. We want him to grow up. Every one of us as Christians want to grow up. So there's a thing called exceedingly growing faith. So our faith is supposed to grow exceedingly. Not a little bit. Let's have some large growth. Where former people said, that's not the Jim McGaffin I knew in high school and college. What has happened to him? He came in contact with the King of Kings. Got saved. But my faith from that point to now has grown exceedingly. And it says, be thankful that your your faith grows exceedingly. I happen to be very thankful that I'm not where I was At age twenty-one, and there's some great memories and stuff and everything. But you know what? I expect my faith to grow. I have not pulled over and parked yet. How about you? Do you expect your faith to grow? Okay, we're going to go to First Thessalonians. And we'll go to chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians. And this is verse 13. For this cause also thank we God. Now they're thanking God for this. Without ceasing. They don't stop. They bring it up all the time in their prayers. Because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, it is the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you who believe. Oh, that's just the Bible. Oh, that's just Jim McGaffin talking. You can disassociate from the strength that it is God's word talking to your heart. God's word renewing our minds, but it's talking to our heart. And when it talk, the word talks to you, it should be something to motivate change in us. Get stronger, get better, see clearer what God wants. I didn't know how to be a father. I saw my dad who I thought did great. But they also had a good marriage, but they didn't have a marriage based on the word. And my dad didn't at that time know Jesus. Lord, how do I become a better father? I need that word that I receive from you to teach me and cause change in me to be a better husband and a better father. Otherwise, I'll just do what I was brought up to see. Because people don't do what you tell them. They do what they see. And, and the kids see it. So it has to change inside us. Amen? This is a tough one. Let's go to 2 Timothy. We're real close. Why are you just harping on this thankfulness and thankfulness stuff? it's essential to your Christian walk to appreciate what God does in your life every day and not miss it don't walk by it don't pass it off if it's nothing it is something 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 know this also that in the last days perilous times will come how many realize we're in Considerably last days. Okay? We can get in that another time. But we're in those days. We're seeing things that you never thought would ever be accepted in this nation contrary to God's word and truth being accepted and shoved down our throats as you have to take it. This is not the country I grew up in. And this is perilous times for us, folks. And how can you tell? Well, for men will be lovers of their own selves. Watch the TV. Watch the reality shows how many people love themselves. Wow. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Hello, young people. Whoa. Well, I'm an adult now. Yeah, but now you've got to find honor and respect. I'm no longer, I can no longer ground Mark and tell him you're staying home this weekend. He's a husband and a dad. But I can be a counsel to him and his job as my son is to find honor or value in our relationship. That's why God put us there. Now listen to this. Disobedient to parents, unthankful. In the midst of that terrible stuff in the last days, it says people will become unthankful. Unthankful. That's how you can tell the situation you're in when people are not thankful. Well, I don't have this and I don't have that. What do you have? We went out to eat lunch the other day and a man sitting at a table inside the restaurant saw through the glass windows that I was coming. He got up and ran to open up the doors for me. I'm using a walker. I have noticed since going through what I have gone through, most people have been outstanding with us and kind. And the words like even with Deborah, she's having to do stuff for me that I would normally do myself. I can't put a sock on yet. I'm close. I'm getting closer. But when I get dressed, I can do pretty much everything but I can't get the sock on, Dad, gummit. But it's coming. But I've learned to say thank you for the little things. Thank you. Thank you. It's part of having a thankful heart. And do it, laying in bed, doing my exercises, stretching. Thankful to God for what He's done. I could have been dead. I'd be in heaven having a ball, but it ain't my time, and I know it isn't. So I got a job to do. I wouldn't get a chance to play with merit, and now I get to live a life that's filled with thanksgiving. Philippians four, chapter uh, Philippians, yeah, four six. and i'm going to read it out of the amplified do not fret or have any anxiety about anything but in every circumstance and in everything in prayer and petition definite definite requests with thanksgiving continue to make your wants known to god don't be fretful don't be filled with anxiety and depression don't worry Take it to God. And you take it to God. Well, I hope he does something. That's not the... When you believe you receive when you pray, how about being thankful that he got it? I got it. I got it. Do you have more faith in the healing than in the circumstances? I got it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This, This is going to be a piece of cake. Jesus said in life, they're going to be storms of life. He talked about being built on the foundation. And you got at least three or four major scriptures that you've heard over the years about, you don't thank God for the trouble. You thank God in the trouble that he'll get you out. And if you lack wisdom, he'll give it to you liberally. I don't thank him for the problems. I thank him for the answers to get out. I don't go into a problem. I go through a problem. I go It was said one time, if you feel like you're in hell, just don't stop. Keep moving. Amen? This is a good one, Colossians 3.15. We're supposed to be... Oh, I'll just turn there too. Colossians 3. Verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are called into one body and be thankful called into one body we can't be out there doing our own things and separated that's not one body one body is when you bring it together if you are a, if this is a puzzle and if you ever try to put the puzzle together without five or six pieces and you get i mean it's just driving you up the wall the pieces are over there and you know what they belong in the puzzle we belong in one body But it says, let the peace of God rule. The word rule there is like a baseball umpire making a call. You're in a position, let the Holy Ghost make the call. And I'm very thankful that he gets to make the call because some of the calls I would have made, although I was right, it was my right and I was right, and they're wrong. he makes a call, be thankful that I didn't act like that be thankful that his counsel was what I needed to have. Just be thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is awesome. 2 Corinthians 9. I'm going to go out of the Amplified just for fun on this one, but it is verse 12. For the service that ministering of this fund renders does not only fully supply what is lacking to the saints, God's people, but it also overflows in many cries of thanksgiving to God. If you need seed to sow, it comes from God. And then you sow it. And as a harvest comes up, that harvest that you're giving touches their life, but it also gives you more seed to sow. Everybody's winning in this deal. When you give, everybody wins. Where it's supposed to go, and fruit that will bound to your account. Amen? Now I challenged Wednesday night, and I won't do it now, I hadn't sure I was going to, but I tell you, in Malachi, which you've all heard, bring all the tithes to the storehouse. It says tithes and offerings, not just the tithes. So I challenge you, bring the tithes to the storehouse, and ask, the Holy Spirit, the storehouse is where we gather. Okay, That's where it was in the times of Israel. It's here. But then the offering. Ask the Holy Spirit whether it's a dollar or a thousand dollars, whatever. Whatever you've determined in your heart, because whatever you measure out will be measured back, but also it's a matter of what you have. If you don't have much or if you have a lot, it's all between you and the Holy Spirit. Okay, But when you do that, Ask the Holy Spirit, where do you want me to put this? Where do you want me to plant this seed? And I'm doing this, <coughs> excuse me, for Holy Ghost challenge. I want, because it says in Malachi later on in that verse, prove me now. Only time God says, prove me. So I'm asking you, take a offering seed and purposely plant it where He tells you to plant it and be. Watchful and thankful for the harvest that comes back, and when it comes back, and you know that harvest came because of this, how do you shut up and not yell it out when you get together? Look what God did! This is awesome! This is awesome! That's when we come in. We're not, oh, I'm gonna try. No, we're excited to be here. We're thankful for what God's doing, He's moving in me and in you. And I want to enjoy the testimony of what God has done for you. One of the most honorable things done for me in a long time, and I could not participate because of my leg. Mike Felder got a promotion. And he asked me to come on base. Well, he got that promotion. And that was so honorable to me. I couldn't go. I cried over that. Because it's important when there are moments that you appreciate that, that time right there. The time right there. You have them. Plant some seeds. Watch. Watch. Now, I have for years blown, I, I got a nuclear-powered uh, snowblower. And I could say it's a walker. It's so self-propelled. I'll just stand behind it. okay? But I live on a corner. So I've got the sidewalk that goes both ways. And then we go up. We've got like four houses up and across the street. Four, we've been at the, that location how long, hon? 22. For at least 20 of the years, I had made sure that not one single mom ever has to shovel her driveway or her sidewalk. Ever. And while I'm out there on the side going behind us, well, why to stop here? So I just go on all the way up and do my uh, backyard neighbor who we don't know very well at all. They're very to themselves people. But I'm I'm out there. i got to turn around anyhow. I'll just go up to his driveway, turn around and come back. So I've been doing his for years. He'll nod at me. and I'll nod at him. Uh, We have a neighbor across the street that uh, had some heart problems and this and that. Or he's out of town. Hello? I'm out there for three to four hours, just pushing it, no problem. This last year and this year, I couldn't do that. But you know what? Neighbors came out of the woodwork to do mine. Seeds were planted, not because I was going to get something back, but when I needed it, it came back. How can you not live a thankful life? How can you not rejoice in the goodness of God? I praise Him. Psalms 34 verse 1 says, His praise will be continually in my mouth. I ask the question, Is it continually in your mouth? Well, I'm not as talkative as you are. You'd be surprised in private how quiet I am. But you know what? You give me, I told the Lord, "This with all that's going on, You give me a situation, I will witness to anyone, anywhere, any time. And I've told you, I did the square off in the bathroom. Guys don't talk to guys in the bathroom. I come out of the one stall they have, and there's a guy in a wheelchair. Two guys in wheelchairs squaring off on each other in the bathroom. I think God's hilarious. He has such a sense of humor. I said, I'd do it anywhere, anytime. And he picks that. So the guy says, how long? And I said, September. I said, how long? He goes, all my life, spinal bifida. It's It's just our part in life. I said, not mine. I have an enemy who tried to kill me, and he lost. And my God is restoring me and building my life. And he goes, "That's a great way to think about it." Went out the door, in the doorway. I cracked up, just cracked up. Of all the places you choose for me to witness, you put me in a restaurant with another guy in a wheelchair in the men's room. What a sense humor! What do you have to laugh about? Say, "Thank you, Lord. That was great. Thank you, Lord." His praise continually in your mouth. Continually. Continually. Okay, if you don't want to continually, why don't you start with Psalms 119, 164? Try seven times a day. Put it on your watch, a little alarm. Okay, it's two hours and thirty-nine minutes. That giving you seven hours sleep. Deduct it from twenty four. Then every two hours and thirty-nine minutes, just, praise you, Lord! Because it says do it seven times a day. That's a good way to start. I love for you, and I hope you're reading more in the Bible than you ever have, but that's the promise 22 deal is that you would take and read the proverb of the day for wisdom. Something will stand out. Read a chapter or two of the epistles and learn who you are in Christ. But then take 15 minutes and talk in tongues because you talk to God and not to man. You're going to grow in intimacy. Grow closer oneness And that gives you then a hunger for more. So it's seven times a day, continually. I was driving meat trucks for John Teaser meat when I was in college. And in my uh, blue jean jacket right here is a New Testament with Psalms in here. I read chapter, wherever I had to wait for my turn for the truck to be loaded or unloaded, I read. I read. I get in 20 plus chapters a day. Put the word of God in. Seven times a day. In Psalms 111, this is the Old Testament in the courtyard. It says, praise God with your whole heart in the assembly. Okay? We come to church. Give them everything you've got. Holy God, we praise thy name. No, 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 no. Shout to them, then shout to the Lord. Your whole heart in the assembly. Well, I don't want people looking at me. No one's going to think you're a nut because they're all doing it too. The time as we assemble as a church is designed for you to participate, not be quiet. Are you quiet at home when you're playing video games or on the computer? No. Why would you be quiet here when we have the Lord God Almighty to worship? oh, I'm having a great time. I hope you are. In Hebrews 2, verse 12, it says, declare his name in the church. Declare his name in the church. You're in church? Declare. Speak forth his name. Every one of us. It doesn't say the preacher do that. It says the brethren. That'd be us. Speak forth his name. What did Jesus do for you this week? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it says when you do that, you're going to sing praises. I haven't got to it yet. Brandon's found it for me. Andre Crouch sung the tribute. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me, things so undeserved, but you came to give your love to me. The voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude, all that I am, and ever hoped all that I am and ever hope to be, I would all to thee, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. We got to get it back. We're not crazoids and the world shouldn't shut us up. We're lights in a dark place. We got a voice. But it's through daily. When they see you burn, people, I mean, Moses went over to see a bush that was on fire, but wasn't burning. People want to see you on fire. They, what happened to you? Oh, you're just one of those religious fanatic freaks. Yeah, I am. My question is, why aren't you? My God does miracles. Where are you? Oh, good. Are we having fun yet? Okay. Here's one, because I run into Christians, and that's not putting anybody down, but circumstances of life can really beat the snot out of you. It, it can. There are some who seem to enjoy it and won't try even to get out of it. They sort of just go around and around, same thing. Anybody ever met a person like that? They're Debbie Downer going somewhere to happen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say Deborah, that's you. Debbie's somebody else. Okay. <laughs> I don't call her Debbie, I call her Deborah. Okay? My, my point is, that it says here in Psalms 42, 11, your soul is cast down. My soul is cast down. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad week. I'm having a bad month. Well, get out of it. How do I do it? It says, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. For he is the health of my countenance. My face is all done. You want to see your face change? Praise him. Praise him. Well, oh, I can't only have anything in my life to praise Him. Then praise Him for what He's done in mine because it's available to you. Amen. Your testimony is vital. It'll cheer somebody up. It'll grab hold of them. It'll pick them up out of the dirt to hear what God's done in you. Amen. Psalm 69, verse... Well, I'll go the other way. Paul griped at God one time and said, I sought you three times. Satan has put a messenger... On Satan on my tail. Everywhere I go, I'm having nothing but trouble. And so he sought the Lord three times to get rid of it. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. If it's sufficient for Paul, it's sufficient for us. But that grace is the very message he's preaching, that God can do miracles. That you don't have to earn them, he does them. And later he says, out of all these things, I have been delivered. He even called one time after having his feet broken three times with rods, whipped, put in jail, just beaten. He called it a light affliction. After all you've gone through, it's a light. I can't believe all you went through, Pastor Jim. I went through virtually nothing. No, I had to do my work. I had to do what I have to do. But it, this is a light affliction for compared to what I got to get done. I'll work with it. I'll drive to church sometime soon. You're gonna drive? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna walk. And I'm gonna get back to doing some of the things I'm supposed to do that only I could do because that's what my assignment is. Gonna do it. No, aren't you gonna retire? I mean, it's so no, I'm not. And you have no business retiring at 25, 35, or 45, or 55 when God wants to use you. It says, praise his name. Praise the name of God with a song. Magnify him with thanksgiving. This is Psalm 6930. Magnify him with thanksgiving. That's what Paul did in Acts 16:25. He's in jail. It's midnight. He's in the deepest part. They don't have cable TV or good toilets in there. He's in stocks. He's beat up. And he and Silas start praising God at midnight. You tell me who else is going to do that. My grace is sufficient for you. Well, it looks like a bad time. Lord, we could really use a miracle. No, I'm going to pray. Thank him. Get me out of this, and I'm going to praise him. Going to praise him. Going to praise him. Nurses hear me singing at 2 o'clock in the morning as they're going down the hallway. I'm going to praise him. Doesn't matter. I'm going to praise him. Joshua 6, verse 20. They went around the walls of Jericho. Jericho's walls were 40 feet tall. Double this up. They were two layers. There was an outer wall and an inner wall with land in between. Okay, and they were connected. So you couldn't, if you got through one, you still had to go through a second. Then they had chariot races on top of the wall. That's how wide it was. They got to take Jericho. Jews certainly do not have the manpower physically to take that down. Now, we talked to the minister of antiquities in Israel when we were there, and he confirmed the same thing that says in the word. He said, they found the ruins, okay? They walked around one day, six days, didn't say a word. Seventh day, the instrument players blasted, and they gave a great shout, and the wall came down. No, it didn't, it didn't say fell over. It says came down. The archaeologists found it. It is as if somebody smashed the wall straight down. It, both of them. Neither one of them fell. It was as if the angels of heaven, because the people of God gave a shout. What will he do for you if you'll shout to him? Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with a voice of praise. Praise him. Praise him. Shout unto God with a voice of Come on. You know, are you all, most of you recognize that song immediately. It's an oldie, but it works. I don't know what song Paul was singing, but it works. It works. Now we're going to get into an interesting thing. Let's go to Matthew 21. Knowing that Jesus himself is the Word of God, correct? The Word made flesh. And he's going to quote something. <clears throat> Matthew twenty-one. And this is verse sixteen. Jesus says, Have you not have you never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Out of the mouth of babes, you have ordained praise praise. Are we good with that? Good, because let me tell you what it's he's quoting Psalms. Let me read Psalms 22. He's quoting Psalms 22. This is verse 3. But thou art holy, thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits your praise. He inhabits your praise. He inhabits your praise. He doesn't inhabit doubt, unbelief, and a bad attitude. He inhabits your praise. Because it also says in Psalms 8, verse 2, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Didn't he say that in Matthew? God has ordained strength. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just equaled perfected praise and strength. You're going through something, you need to power up, strength up, hit your super band stuff and get... You need strength. Try praise. Try praise. Because it says here, because thine uh, thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemy, that thou mightest still the avenger. The word avenger is a punisher. You think you're getting punished in life and he's getting the upper hand? You want to shut him up? You want to stop him? Try praise. And the word "inhabit" is a great word. It is a great word. Uh, one of the words for it would be a judge who's, my verdict is this. It's over. We're not talking about it anymore. It's done. But the other one is a military term. Somebody with more might than you just, and here's an have sat down on this. It was like John Wayne coming into a scene. He sat down on this. Everybody, the guy who has the power, just entered the room. I've told the story. Our son was a little, little guy, and we we're in Cincinnati, and there's a baseball game, and uh, his cousin's on one team, and the team split the year before, so it's sort of a grudge match. And we're there to support our, uh, my nephew, and Micah's playing. Behind the backstop, if you, they drag the fields and get them smooth, they put the excess dust behind the backstop. So he's got his GI Joes and stuff back there, and he's playing with them and getting dirty as only guys can do. Who cares, you know? Where they're back there, and the game's going on. And then three kids from the other team come over, and they don't know who Micah is, and they're playing, and, and Micah's sharing his stuff, and they're GI Joeing it. And it's going great until they said, "Well, who are you? What team are you with?" And he says. I'm off with this team. And they all of a sudden get huffy in their chest and start backing him up like they're threatening him because we're, and we're going to beat you. And we're going to, and Micah's just, we're going to win. And that's my dad. I'm just down the line at first base. And they go, hi, son. I just sat down on those three clowns. All of a sudden they found, yeah, we can give him static, but we don't want to mess with that. That's what God's sitting down when you praise him, sitting down on the problems of life. To shut up the punisher, to shut him down. He'll sit down. If you'll praise him. If you'll praise him. If you don't want to praise him, no problem. Uh, let's go to Joel. I hope you're enjoying this today. Joel chapter 2. Verse, you know, if you read your Bible regularly, you'll find there's some verses there you didn't know were there. <laughs> you'll be amazed sometimes. I didn't know that was there, or I forgot. I've known that years ago, but I forgot that. Okay, refreshers always good. Okay, so this is Joel chapter two, and this is verse twenty six. You shall eat plenty and be satisfied. How many like to eat and be satisfied? Have you ever eaten something and realized, I wish I had more? I mean, it was good, but I wanted more. Dessert would be that. Oh, I I should, but I want more. Oh, I wish I had more salad. I don't usually hear that. It could happen, but not usually. Okay, you are got to eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God because he's dealt wondrously with you. And you'll never be ashamed. I've never been ashamed that I decided to trust God. Never. 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 Don't back up. Don't make excuses. I don't apologize for loving God enough to trust Him. Amen? He does wonders... Wonders for us. Wonders. Oh, man. Or you can say, I wonder what he's going to do. This ought to be good. This ought to be fun. See what God is going to do. Now, worship, we're going to just spend a few moments. I'm almost done. Worship means this, a perpetual attitude of gratitude. A never-ending way you think and way you move. What I get, and I'm thanking him and I'm praising him. It never ends how grateful I am to the God of heaven and earth that I could come boldly to his throne to obtain grace and mercy in the time of need. Jim McGaffer from Little Omaha, I can come to the throne room of God and get help when I need it. I can cry out like Jesus did 77 times in the New Testament Father. I don't have to call him one of the gods or a God, or I get to call him Father. He filled me with his holy spirit. I 'm wall-to-wall holy Ghost. Yes. I'm waiting for the anointing to come to me, I be anointed because he's in me. Right. Okay? Now worship comes to us and this in its definition, according to your divine knowledge. if you don't read. If you don't participate in God's word or with the saints, how are you going to know what God has and will do? How do you know? So it's very hard to worship him when you don't know. That's why you read his word. His word is medicine to all your flesh. He upholds all things by the power of his word. His word is vital to our lives. Healing a life of divine health starts with the Word of God being in you. I, I love when I get healed, but I don't want to get sick. I like divine health better. Do do? When all this happens, they ask you what medicines you are, and I go, "None." And what prescriptions? None? No, really. None. Why? Because I'm well. I don't need prescriptions, because I am well. When they replace the knees, I wore out my knees, overuse. I understand that we replace them and good as new. Let's go. This, I got to take some medicines now because of the situation with this. I'm not arguing, but I'm just telling you. I'd rather live in divine health that I, I enjoy. It. I get healed. I can testify I got healed. But I'd rather have divine health and not worry about it. I don't get sick. No, really, I don't get sick. No, you can't even say that because by his stripes I'm healed. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I make no provisions for my flesh to be sick. Don't. Well, I think that's a little extreme. I'm the one that's extremely healed. No problem there. Okay, this is a very tough one. Let's go to um, Matthew 15. I told you when I started this series, my goal, actually since the first year, crazy faith and crazy love, is to make all of us very uncomfortable that we take a good look at who we are in Jesus and do we have a plan how we're going to grow up. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. Matthew 15. Now it says the exact almost word for word in Mark 7, 7, but this is Matthew 15, Verses 8 and 9. This people draws near to me with their mouth. And they honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. We used to have a family in the church. uh, The kids referred to themselves not by their name. They called themselves the fake it family. The fake it family. That's how the kids refer to their mom and dad. They would come to church and die hallelujah and be great and everybody loves them, and at home, they're totally different. You can honor them with your mouth and your lips, but your heart is far from me. Neither of those people serve Jesus at all anymore. One renounced. I'm just saying, heart's far from them. They in vain, this is verse 9, they in vain worship me, but they teach doctrine and commandments of men. When people are more interested on how men do it and style, and do it, when I pray for people, do I have someone play the piano or the organ? You know, do we do this? Do we do that? Do we do this. When all it's in doctrine and not in relationship with the Father God, they talk a big game, but they don't. Their hearts far from them. Far from them. That's. I mean. Matthew and Mark say the exact same thing. So, I want you to be, feel the liberty and the freedom of the Holy Ghost to be able to express yourself and what God's done in your life. And you'll know if someone's putting on a show, and I, I'm, I know what I'm doing, and so do the leaders. If we need to shut somebody who's being obnoxious, no problem, I can, I can do that. I can be gracious. Worst one I've ever seen The correction, we're going to meet and this couple goes off in tongues and interpretation whenever they gather. They're showing off. And everybody knows it. And so she goes off in tongues and he goes off in interpretation and I have no idea what they're talking about. But the guy in charge goes up there and grabs hold of the podium and says, well, now that we see what the flesh can do, let's walk back into the spirit. Ouch. I won't be that mean. But I'm just saying, if, if, someone's, if someone's jacking around We can handle that, can't we? And can't we handle and love people? Even though they might be immature or in the flesh, look different than you and how... I know people that when they stand and pray, they go King James immediately. Yea, though, verily. I don't talk King James, I talk Jim. Come on, don't you talk your language? Doesn't God talk to you how you can hear? He doesn't talk to me in Greek. He talks to me in Jim. I've had the Holy Spirit quote John Wayne because he knows in just those short words I got the message I understand what you're saying that's why he's the teacher okay let's go to Philippians I've got two more scriptures oh I know Howard thank him praise him on your feet Lot enough. I want to praise God for this right here. This to God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Deborah Flanagan, you're up. I told you this was coming a couple weeks ago. ha. <laughs> 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 yes, get up loud found $120 in a purse. (laughs) Amen. Isn't that great? That's awesome. And I'm not trying to offend anyone, but she's a single lady. To get a job that has fulfillment on her terms and promotion and blessing on her own, I just rejoice, I, you found it in your purse the only other person I know that here that finds things in their purse used to be when James was little, Marge would find breadcrumbs from the buffet table he would just put the croutons in there all the time and she'd open her purse later, and go, it's filled with croutons and that would be my son James <laughs> tormented you Marge, just was awful and you laughed all the way through it Rick, I need you to stand up and say something buddy you witness in here is in the gifts and the anointings of God of helps. He realizes his time is available now to help. His thinking is to help. Yep. That's awesome. Leah, you're up. You knew you were getting it. Amen. Again, the culture of the family. We've known her since she was a little girl, growing up, getting a career, going to get married, all in Jesus. What a testimony to other people who need Jesus. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me read to you Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 out of the Amplified. King James says we are the circumcision when they're actually saying we are Christians and are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus and put no confidence or dependence upon their flesh and our outward side but only God we don't put any trust in the external we put all the trust on the internal Jesus Christ. And we thank Him for that. We worship Him. My dependence comes from Him. What if He doesn't come through? I just do what Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did. If we burn, we burn but we're not bowing. We're not bowing. What if that? Don't care. What? If, don't care. Just watch me. Just watch me. Because in the long and short of all our life, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what counts, isn't it? I don't want to live by law and religiosity. I want to live every day by the Holy Spirit in his presence. He corrects me. He tells me to shut up. He tells me to shut up so many times. I tell you, I want to say, something. that's not happening. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Last scripture for the morning. We good? John chapter four. We're going to start with verse twenty. Woman, believe me, the hour. Cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, ye know not out of what you worship. Salvation is of the Jews, yes, but the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks those to worship him. You live in one way. Now, please please, give me a little leeway. I grew up Catholic. And so we were understanding that you had to go to church on Sunday. And if I'm going to go out Saturday night and get drunk and rabble rouse all night long, then I'll go to the 5 or 4 or 5.30 Mass on Saturday. So I get the Mass out of the way so I can get as drunk and as crazy as I want to over the night. And as you go to Mass, you go to Confession. And in there you tell your sins. But I can tell them the same sins every week. I never changed the sin. I just repeated it. I'm the only one. So I did my thing where I appeased him and got forgiveness for my sin. And as soon as I finished, I got in the car and went out and did it again. That's worshiping God as a phony. I did my duty he should be happy with me or not kill me at least and then I'm going to go do whatever I want but it says to worship in spirit and in truth so I can talk in tongues and worship in spirit also that means worship in a deep sense almost like a trance it's just you and him but also in truth i got to put the truth in me so I know what I'm worshiping and thanking and praising Him for. But I like this. Have you ever lost something in the house and you go looking for it? Come on, your car keys, maybe a wallet, a note you need something on, and you're tearing it up back and forth. You're looking for it. You're seeking it. I want you to know, everyone, God is seeking those that will worship Him in truth and spirit. He's looking for you. The question is, will you respond? The Father is looking for you. You count. You're important. He's looking for you, and all you have to do is respond. Now, I've watched a number. I've watched every episode of the that I've ever created. numerous of them more than once. Why? Because I'm married to Deborah and Mercedes. They love that show. So I would sit up there and it's on and I watch it, okay? Now, Lorelai Gilmore is not going to help me get healed. Luke at the diner is not going to get me a job. Emily and her husband are not the people I'm going to go to for marriage counseling. How to be a good husband, not happening. But I have to seek him. And he's looking for me. And we'll find each other. We'll find each other. And that's what he's saying to us today. Seek me. Thank me, praise me, worship me. Not in your flesh, just let it loose. Be you. When we're downstairs and having peace and having a good time and you're all talkative, why can't you do that with him up here? Well, I just want to be respectful. That's not being disrespectful to express yourself of how great our God is. I'm not embarrassed to explain how much I love this lady. And you've heard it for years. I love this lady. I'm not embarrassed. Well, you got to quit. No, I don't. I got 46 years here, baby. I got two-thirds of my life because I love her. How about I got eternity because I love him? How about eternity? Okay, just let this settle. I can sense him all over the room right now. Yes sir. Yes sir. Scripture does not say be quiet before the Lord. It says be still huge difference between being still and being quiet. Still refers to respect for where you are. Be still. I'm in His presence. But it doesn't mean you be quiet. Bring your prayers and your supplications, your petitions to Him. Cry out to Him and thank Him for His grace and mercy every day. No matter how hard I try every day to be the best I can be, I still got i got more things against me than I do for me, it seems like. And that's just because of what I can think that I never verbalize. But he knows the thoughts and the intents of my heart. He knows them. And he still loves me. Still loves me. Loves you. But I can be still before him. But I don't have to be quiet. I can remember at the other building when Xavier and Zion were uh, little guys, I'd come and sit at my desk, and I knew this was happening. One or both of them, I had a big desk, was underneath the desk, waiting for me to sit down, and go, ah! surprise me. They're hilarious. They do it continually. They used to just absolutely torment Mike Schaub. It was great. But you know what? I had a meeting, and my grandson wanted to come in and tell me something and i stopped i just said you get out of here you don't i am in a meeting you get out no i said excuse me a second what is it zion what is it and he tells me great and then he leaves my grandsons my children can get to me anytime anywhere anywhere will you let will you seek him cuz he's seeking you Give Him some time in your day. Seven times, please. Every two hours and 39 minutes. Give Him some time. How about continually? Pray always. That doesn't mean pray sometimes. It says pray always. With all manner of prayer. And what will happen is we will continue to see our faith grow exceedingly we will continue to change. And irregardless of our age, our background, anything, God can use us to be a difference maker, not just when we gather, but when we go out there. You can heal people. You can bring right words at a right time that just helps a person. We're at a restaurant, and the waitress who we have met a number of times, and her mother just died. Talk about timing. We're in Cancun on vacation. I'm on vacation from ministry. I don't wear a collar and nobody knows, you know, whatever. And we're coming up to one side from the lower pool to go up to the upper pool. And we're walking up the steps and one of the guys that serves us uh, is in this door. And he turns around and he sees us. And I said, what's wrong, man? Because you could see it on his face. He lost someone in his life. He said, when I get off work today, I'm going home and kill myself. I'm going home and kill myself. And he was willing to say it. And I got a chance every night to pray for him. And saved his life. Next year we came and he referred to us as his pastors. But you know what? That's in a swimming pool in a swimsuit. I got suntanning oil on me. It's not a picture perfect situation. But he's not dead. And he knows that God touched his life. Where will he use you? In a bathroom? Squaring off on the Wheelchairs? Where will he use you this week? And then when you come up those steps, you come in here, you come in with thanksgiving and praise and willing to just worship him for who he is. And that's what we're supposed to be. And that should be awfully, awfully contagious to people who don't know him. Like ooh, through his, Eric in his testimony, He said, his son said, "I want what you have." I want what you have. How many people out there want what you have? Every day. Every day. And if you don't think I'm going to get mileage out of little Merritt being a miracle baby, (laughs) everybody's going to hear about little Merritt. Because you know what? I can hold him. Here he is. I can hold his hand. We can take the dog for a walk. Get bigger. I can play basketball with him. And every time he's the miracle boy, he is the miracle boy. Let me tell you about my God, what he can do. He put my marriage back together, he put my family back together. He healed me from cancer, he healed me from every sickness and disease. He met my needs. I found that money. By the way, that's not going to be the only time you find money, Deborah. There's more coming to you, baby. Let's see, that should have gone off somebody in here. Remember Jim said an offering? Let the Holy Spirit tell me where to put it? I'm putting the two together. That's what I'm supposed to do. Get creative. Bless somebody. Bless someone. And just think of the testimonies of how God's changed you and how you're helping change somebody else. And His anointing is all over your life. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit more than I have in these last two years. I did before; I wasn't a slacker before. But it just, it's like a whole new ball game right now for me. Whole new ball game. Give him the time. Start with the promise. Start with, give him the proverb of the day, a chapter a day, and 15 minutes in tongues. See if you'll not be transformed by the end of the year. Because it's going on in me right now. There's a hunger for his presence in my life that is afresh, but even better than it was when I started. And I want to see miracles out of you, I want to see lives changed. Everyone, thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I close with this. I've said some things today that stir in your heart that you know are true. And if put into your life, implement it in, there'll be change. Don't leave here and do nothing about it. Don't leave, and let the valuable, the, the more precious it says than gold and silver and rubies, is the wisdom in the word of God. Do not let something this valuable not be in your life when you leave. I'm wearing my dad's ruby ring today on our birthday. I'm sort of a family nut. I love my family. Generation to generation, I just love my family. But you know what? As much as this means to me, the wisdom of God means more. Because I can't live supernaturally without His Word and His Spirit agreeing in my life. And neither can you. Amen? Well, I could go on for a long time because I don't even need notes. I didn't prove it Wednesday night. Don't need notes. God gave you a sense of humor. Not giving people a hard time, but just always having fun. I'd rather have fun. Laugh. It says that he laughs at some of the enemies and things we go through. He sits in heaven and laughs at it. Why don't you laugh at it too? Laugh at the Avenger. (laughs) <laughs> you have no idea. All I got to do is praise God and he will sit down on you and stop you. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm about to beat the crap out of you. That was King James. I switched versions. Stand your feet, please. Take the message home today and let it change you. And we thank you, Lord. We don't have Wednesday night to have a service just because we're church. We have Wednesday night so that we can go deeper and longer in the things of God and work together because during the week, we'll watch reruns of the Golden Girls. How many times? How many times we do a rerun with God and give Him time on Sunday, on Wednesday, and do stuff? Make time, make space. You can do it. Amen? Cool. Well, uh, Thank you, Lord. To him be all the glory, all the honor. I am so tempted. I've got three songs that I just want to just blow a service up and just put on some Sunday. And it's uh, Roger Blair singing in jail. I want uh, my tribute. And this one's a 7-minute and 22-second one. C.C. Winings, Believe It. That song will knock you out. That is really You want to just sit there and be still and enjoy the presence of God? Those songs will do it. Darling, check, shout to the Lord. We can sit here. We don't have to to do churchy things. We can just enjoy his presence and enjoy it and have some fun. And who knows? Maybe a new song will come up in you and you want to sing. I did the tribute one today. Not really good, but I did it. If I can do it, you can do it because I make a joyful noise. I'm not a great singer. Amen? Okay. Bless one another. When I say bless, bless them. Good to see you. Good to see you, Marge. You need 75 spankings? It was worth it just to see her face on that. It was worth it. That that was a birthday gift to me. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.